Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. So today I want to talk about karma. What the heck is karma anyways, right? Well, karma is simple. All it is is the natural consequences to your actions, right? So your choices, your decisions that you then partake in, right? You decide to do something and then you do it. So whatever the verb is, whatever the action is, you end up with a natural consequence to it. That's what karma is. All karma is, is the natural consequence to your action. That's it. Some people talk about it like it's this big woo-woo fluffy thing of like, oh, last past life, you did this. Now this current life is going to be like this. I mean, if you really want to think about it that way, I guess you can. I'm not against people having their own ideas and concepts of religion and spirituality and what life means and all that other kind of stuff. I mean, heck, I know about past lives that I've had just recently. I've been involved in a dynamic where all of these different dreams and visions that I've had for many, many years in my life, ever since I was a child, actually, all came together into meeting this person that I just recently met. So heck yeah, I totally agree with it. And I totally believe it. And I totally think that it's real. I know that it's real. However, that's not really what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about today is the natural consequences to your actions because of the choices that you make and the things that happen because of it. Another thing that I want to point out as well is like when people talk about past lives, it doesn't necessarily have to be something from a hundred years ago or like I said fluffy woo-woo for some people that can't comprehend that kind of a thing as possibly being reality. What I'm talking about is your past, you know, like when you used to have a different life. So maybe something changed and your life doesn't exist in the same way that it used to, but before you had a different life. So your lifestyle was different, your partner was different, your interests were different. The way you ran your life on a regular daily basis was just different. So I've heard myself say many, many times, I've said many times, oh yeah, in a previous lifetime. Oh yeah, in a different world. Well, what am I talking about? When I was still in college, when I was still in high school, um, before my mom passed away, when my grandma was still around, when I used to live in Michigan still, before I was a doctor. There's so many things that you can associate that with where it's like, yeah, that was a different world. That was a lifetime ago. Because why? Because whenever you change your life drastically, whenever the daily actions of your lifestyle are completely different and no longer resemble what they once did, it's like you're living a different life, right? Maybe you used to be married to one person, but then that person passed away. Or maybe you used to be married to one person and then now you're not anymore because you're divorced. You know, whatever. There's all kinds of different examples that everybody experiences that is just simply a different lifetime ago. You know, if you think about it also, there's all these different dimensions of reality, right? There's all these different lives where there's different worlds. But what can that possibly mean? Well, how many different hats do you wear? And what does that mean? Literally hats you put on your head? Obviously not. I'm talking about what different roles do you place? Everybody in your life doesn't have the same exact experience of you that everybody else has. And so those are all different dimensions of who you are, of your personality and what actually happens. So you might interact with somebody and they know you as a leader. Maybe you're their soccer coach or maybe you're their teacher or whatever. Maybe you're the friend that they come to for advice, but then somebody else, they're the person that you go to for advice. They're the person that's your coach. They're the person that's your teacher. They are there for you to get support from them and guidance. And so for that person, you're playing a different role. That dynamic that's involved with that person is a completely different one, a different world, a different life, a different dimension of your personality of who you are, right? So we have all of these different character roles that we play and they can be referred to as archetypes, right? But it's just the different hats that we wear. For example, I'm a mom, I'm a sister, I'm a cousin, I'm an aunt, I'm a friend, I'm a lover, I'm a confidant, I'm a teacher, I'm a student, right? I mean, the list can go 
go on and on and on and on. So there are all these different roles that we each play. And in these relationship dynamics, depending on how much you choose to be involved in them or not, they're going to have other dynamics involved with them because other people are also involved. So for example, if you're involved in a group dynamic, every single interaction that happens can affect each person in the group differently. Why? Because everybody has their own perspective of what's happening. Everybody has their own story that they can add to whatever they heard and then be able to interplay that in their own minds as to what actually is happening and what their reality is. And one person's reality might not be the same thing as another person's reality because what is your reality? Your reality is just the story that you tell yourself that you know that you're capable of witnessing and seeing about what's happening in your surroundings so that way you can make sense out of your life, right? And with everything happening right now, life and reality is not what people are used to anymore. This is getting to be where maybe people are starting to feel like they can start to expect to understand what's happening because a new pattern has emerged. Maybe a new life has been shown and we never know what's going to really happen once all this stuff is over. My goodness, I can't even go to a grocery store without wearing a mask on my face. Then what's that like? Well, let's see. If I'm covering up my nose and my mouth, that means that the air that I'm breathing out, which is not completely without oxygen, it does have some oxygen in there. But what's also coming out? All of those waste products, right? All those toxins from my body, all that carbon dioxide and whatever kinds of other things are in there that my body doesn't want anymore. And so it's pushing out with my breath, but that's keeping it exposed right in front of my face. So instead of me being able to breathe it out and having it go out into the air, so that way I can dissipate and go across some space and intermix with other air, which yes, other people have been breathing and has added their exhales to it, which is the whole point that we're supposed to be being told is why we're wearing these masks now, right? Because we don't want to interplay with people's exhaled gases. Well, those exhaled gases are CO2, carbon dioxide, that actually gets picked up and brought into to recirculate through plants. So all of our greenery, all of our shrubbery, all of our trees, all of our everything that's green, right? Everything that grows out of the ground, it needs to have carbon dioxide and it breathes it in essentially into its system, converts it into their membranes, into their bodies, into their cells, you know, into their forms and shapes and however you want to think about that. And then their waste product is our oxygen that we need. So that's why it's a good idea to have plants in your house to be around nature so that way you can get that fresh air that your bodies need, that our bodies need to be able to survive off of because that's what's going on. We evolved to be able to live on this planet, which is what I've been saying throughout all of this because that's nature. That's what our bodies have adapted to. That's what we've had to evolve to be able to live through because this is what is our environment. And if we lived somewhere else, then we would have to evolve to that. Just like if you look at it on a global scale, people in certain latitudes are different than people in others. And some people can tolerate the sun a lot more than others. And some people can tolerate the heat a lot more than others. Some people can tolerate the cold a lot better than others. So it just depends on what your environment is, how you're used to it, and what that means. So how are you going to be able to adapt to continue living where you are? And so that's another thing I'm going to talk about. It's not only just the physical environment, you know, like the air quality and whether you're in nature or city sounds and sunlight and all that kind of stuff, but it also has to do with the emotional environment that you're involved with. So what is going on in your emotional environment and how much of it that you're dealing with? Hello, hello, hello. How much of it that you're dealing with is because it's your karma, right? So if you're dealing with somebody that's crabby or is giving you the silent treatment or is lovey-dovey or is just wanting to hug all the time, like what does that mean? Well, you've shown them ways to behave around you. You've treated them in such a way that causes them to want to respond to you in a certain way. And so that's the 
the way that they treat you. That's the way they act around you. That is your karma. So if you're with somebody who's miserable all the time, think about maybe what you might have said or done that is contributing to them being miserable around you, right? Take some personal responsibility and be like, okay, hold on a second. Wait a minute. How come this person is clingy to me? Well, hmm, think about it. Maybe they're sad that you are not giving them the physical attention that they would like to have in the exposure time or frequency or intensity or whatever that they would like to have because maybe in the past you showed them that they could have it but for some reason they're not getting it now and so they're trying to figure out how to get that back to be able to maintain that with you there's a possibility right there now you could also be dealing with how come you don't want to give them what they want to have so maybe you're dealing with feeling annoyed and feeling irritated because they said something or did something or acted a certain way that you don't want to deal with that is their karma so your consequence your reactions to the way that they're behaving and what they want that's just a relationship dynamic it's the interplay of karma back and forth it's the natural consequences to your behavior and the way that affects you the way that it's affecting them and then how somebody's going to act and how somebody's going to behave and back and forth and back and forth and all of that and it can get to be crazy it can get to be obnoxious and when your mind is spinning and your head is spinning and nothing seems to make sense and you don't know what's happening which is definitely stuff that's going on right now with a lot of people because heck we can't hide from our thoughts right now we can't be distracted by going to work we can't get into an argument and road rage because we're not on the road we have to be stuck at home right now and so what do we have to do you can only play so many video games before your eyeballs start hurting you can only eat so much food until you don't have any more food and then you have to get up and go to the grocery store you can only do so many things that life used to allow for that our current circumstances don't really allow for anymore and so you just have to deal with your karma I don't know if you've ever seen that movie Bruce Almighty with Jim Carrey and he gets a little taste of what it's like to be God he gets to have a little experience of being able to hear everybody's thoughts and be able to separate the liquids in his soup bowl and perform all these little mini miracles and make people make decisions or talk certain ways or whatever like all that stuff he's playing with the consequences and at one point in time he went to this building and that was where Morgan Freeman was which Morgan Freeman was playing God right in that movie his character was God and so Jim Carrey's character Bruce did not want to deal with the consequences for his actions so he was just granting wishes and giving everybody what they wanted and doing things for his own personal humor and things like that. Well, then all of those things, all of those interactions, all of those ways of messing around with people and enabling people and not having people have to be accountable for things or any of that, it all becomes mayhem. And it got to the point where people were looting in the streets and it was just a mess. It was an absolute mess. But because Bruce had said to God, okay, I'll get back to you at this day at this time. Well, it finally came time and he had to be held accountable. He had to be brought back in front of God and discussed what was happening and had his little timeout talk, just like your parents saying, okay, look, you were allowed to have all this freedom and you were arrogant and you used your ego and you kind of screwed people over without allowing them to be responsible for themselves. And these are the consequences that came out of it. Well, now it's time to clean it up. And so they mopped the floor, which was, of course, showing that exactly 
example, like a juxtaposition, the comparative piece of, well, now all this chaos has happened. It's time to clean it up. So you actually have to face the music. You have to deal with the hand that was dealt. You have to, whatever idioms that you can use to be able to describe what it all means. For example, okay, so the house that I'm at, there's a lawn service. They weren't coming and they weren't coming and they weren't coming and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and what the heck is going on? And I'm renting my house right now. The owners are actually the ones that are taking care of the lawn service. I'm waiting on the owners. The owners live in a completely different country. Everybody is just waiting and one day somebody shows up and they say that they're going to check the yard to see about spraying and they didn't know if they were going to or not. I don't know if they did or they didn't. I never saw anybody spraying anything and then they left. Another day, somebody on a rather small rider mower came and I was excited because I was like, oh my goodness, finally, the season has been green for a while. We need to get this grass cut. And they came and they started cutting and they weren't even here for 15 minutes. Now, let me tell you, my property is big enough that 15 minutes doesn't really do much of anything, even on a rider mower. So they did a circle around the whole entire yard, drove through, and then they left. Not only did they send a bill for those two days, which was astronomical and ridiculous, but essentially nothing got done. Maybe the people thought that they didn't have to actually do the work that they agreed to, but still be able to pay for it because how would the owner know if it got done or not? Because the owner doesn't live here. It's a renter that's in the property. Maybe they thought that those conversations weren't being had. I have no idea. But let me tell you, my backyard, I'm starting to feel like is a jungle and my dog has to jump through the grass because it's so tall. It's not even standing upright anymore. It's fallen over. So that's kind of ridiculous. But to be able to understand what's going on, I am accountable for this. I'm the one who's got this house with this grass that in my front yard is not as long as my backyard well was. I had to cut it. So even though there was a lawn service, there actually was a lawnmower here. But because it had been sitting for so long, it wasn't really working right. So then I had to contact a small engine repair person because I don't know how to fix lawnmowers. I don't know what's wrong with it. I didn't know why there was smoke coming out of it. I assumed maybe there was something wrong with the spark plug or maybe there was oil burning in it or I don't know. I didn't know how to fix that. I could have gone online, but I talked to my son about it and he didn't know about it either. My neighbor suggested this person. So this guy came over, was going to take the mower back to his place. He's got a shop, I'm assuming in his garage or whatever. And so he was going to give it a tune up and bring it back. It was supposed to cost me 70 bucks. I started telling him about this different ways that it was, you know, how it was working and whatever. So he starts it up. He realizes it's not that big of a deal. Charges me 10 bucks, gives it a little mini tune up right then and there. And it worked. And then you know what I did? Then I cut my grass and I was outside for a total of 10 hours yesterday, broken up into three different parts. But yes, I was outside for 10 hours yesterday cutting my grass. And like every eight to 10 feet or 20 feet or whatever, it seems like my mower had to get all the extra grass cut out of it because I did not use the bag that was attached to it. I took the bag off because why would I want to fill the bag up every, you know, 50 feet or whatever. And so I ended up having to keep stopping to be able to clear out all of the wet long grass. But you know what? I worked it and I worked it and I worked it and I worked it. Why? Because I had to be held accountable. My neighbors didn't want to see all my grass being long and being frustrated that I wasn't keeping the property up. They didn't want to deal with that. Even though I had all these things going on and all this chaos and all of this stuff where my mind is just running and spinning and going and all these things happening and trying to make sense out of it and everybody else's perspective on the group situation of everything that's at hand and minds going all over the place and all this chaos with lockdown and blah, 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 chaos. I had to get outside. I had to take care of the lawn. And you know what? I never even got to my backyard. All I did was my front yard. That's it. All I did was my front yard. But you know what? It's okay because it got me out of my head. It got my body to work and be like, oh yes, I was tired by the end of the night. But you know what? My body got to work. It got me out of my head. It got me to stop spinning over and over and over again about the same crap that I can't really do anything about because regardless 
regardless of how much I want to tell people what actually happened in a certain situation, they're still going to see it from their perspective. So I don't know how much it makes a difference that I try to point out my perspective or not if they're not willing to look at it. But that's my karma. I was relying on the owners to be able to provide the landscapers. That was part of my agreement. That's part of our contract that they provide for that. But it wasn't happening. These people had this company and you know what? They were coming out and they weren't actually doing the job that they were contracted with to be able to provide for. But they were still sending the bill. A bill came. These people want to get paid 400 bucks and they're not even keeping up on the service. My grass is incredibly long. And so everything that you do is going to affect everybody else in some way or another in your life. How are you going to make sense out of that? What's going to happen? And all of that stuff, it's just karma. It's just a natural consequence of what happens. You tell somebody you're going to do something and then you don't do it. Well, this business is no longer in business. The owners contacted me a few days ago and said, hey, is it possible that you could try to find a different lawn service because I just was notified that this company is not in business anymore? Well, maybe they're not in business anymore because they weren't actually performing the tasks that they were charging people to perform. You know, that's their karma. They didn't want to actually have integrity in what they were doing and they just wanted to scam people. Well, now they don't have a business anymore. That's their karma. So everybody is offered the opportunity to be able to deal with whatever is happening. And you can choose to believe that you don't have a choice in the matter on the way that you behave in something. And maybe in a way that's true because you're just living unconsciously according to the programming and the lessons and the ways that you were taught as a child to be able to do. And you just keep living and living and living. And you never really thought about questioning what any of those expectations of you were. Now that we can't really be distracted by going to work and putting our mind into other stuff at the office and randomly meeting all these different people that we normally wouldn't get to see or know because we're going to work or we're going to school or we're doing all these other things. That's not how life is right now. We can't really do that. And even the people that do get out and do have jobs, the so-called essential workers, which I'm still not really sure how they figure out what that is. Is a car dealership necessary to be open or not? I mean, if people need to buy a car, then they need the car dealership to be open, you know? So there's whatever any of that means. Obviously, do you really need to go to a restaurant? I don't know. I would think that you don't, but maybe for some people they do. So whatever, it's just anything that you do, any way that you interact with anybody, anything that happens is going to have a consequence to it. And then you just react to that. You respond to that. You make a choice based on this new opportunity. And that's just how we continue to keep living and being able to adapt to that, being able to recognize that something happened, something changed, and to be able to see how to make that work for you to be able to get the most out of that opportunity without having it interfere with your ability to continue making choices to do stuff. That is survival. That is thriving. Being able to not be put back and to stop other things from interfering with you being able to move forward and have peace of mind and do whatever you need to do. That's evolution. Being able to accept what happens, making choices that have positive benefits for you, positive consequences for you, positive natural consequences, things that benefit you, something that you do to somebody else, then they respond back to you and it comes back to you in a positive way. That's good karma, right? It's karma. All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you like what I had to say today and you found it beneficial or helpful, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you need to find a naturopathic doctor or for any reason you need somebody to talk to, please go ahead and call me at 586-405-7618. I give a free 15-minute consult to see how well we'll work together. Or you can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S. 
S-T-E-M-E. This is Dr. Francis saying, enjoy, have fun, and until next time, bye.